0: whoa that is that is not the intro to our <laughs> our show <laughs> oh, my oh my goodness uh, oh major faux pas Ma- my bad that's someone else's intro song that's i'm faux sorry
1: faux i know you like us both so much
0: <laughs> all right so here's, here's our real intro song here we go Welcome to On The Upbeat. I'm Matt. I am RJ Phoenix. And with us this week is Tara Hahn from Half Past Two.
2: Hi!
1: I'm not technically with. Oh, but that... Maybe technically with.
0: I mean, as far as the listening audience understands, you're with us in the fact that you're on this right. podcast. Right.
1: I'm not among you.
0: Yes. Which right. we just were discussing is very weird because you and I have a history of podcasting together and being in the same room. So,
1: yes. So this is eh. a good time for us.
3: And me and Matt do not have that history. We do.
0: <laughs> we do not.
1: It'll be a surprise when you guys are in the room together. Yeah,
0: I think it's gonna be strange. <laughs> it, it is gonna be weird. I think it, the show will like fall apart. Like any episode that we first do together, it'll just tank, fall apart, just dynamic all <laughs> over the place. Yeah, exactly. We won't. It'll be some you know a little bit of how this goes maybe with someone that i uh, normally do face to face but um all right so Tara is here to hang out and talk about stuff um yeah it's yeah let's
2: we, talk about some stuff we
0: got ska stuff and so here here's my thing going into this uh this week's episode um I talk to Tara all the time. I talk to RJ pretty regularly, and yeah. um, so you know what? I'm just gonna we're gonna wing it. I just like <laughs> wrote down general <laughs> general notes.
1: Here, okay? We're gonna have friend chit chat. That's what's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> Tara, how's life? Yeah. How are things going?
1: Um, it's good. You know, I I'm home because of the COVID. Virus, like most people,
2: yeah.
1: I am very uh, strict about staying home because my daughter has major health issues, and she's only four, and so all I can do is do my part, help her out, and not go out, not do stuff, and stay home. And uh, I also have a almost two-year-old. his birthday is uh, this Fourth of July. Holiday and yeah, so it's fun. It's weird being at home with them, you know. And my husband is working from home, you know. Yeah. We're all home, home, and so we've be- been home for a long time. So it's kind of stressful. Yeah, actually.
0: Yeah, right? it, it can yeah. be. It's like um I'm. I'm sure for because I know we're both sort of stay-at-home parents. Uh, especially when our spouse is then around more. It's like, You're always <laughs> here. Leave. I need brain space for not you.
1: He keeps saying like they extended me. I'm supposed I was supposed to go back to work. <laughs> you know, he's like, When do I get to go back to the office? I'm like, Yeah, when do you get to go back to the office? <laughs> <laughs> um No, it's just, like, one of those things where it's, like, it's one less room we can use in the house, you know, because we have to be quiet because he's on phone calls. And and I'm just running out of things to, like, entertain the kids to do. And even the almost two-year-old is not dumb. He's, like, starting to realize he's not leaving. You know, people (laughs) are going to the grocery store. He's not allowed to go. You know, he can't go to Target. He can walk around the block, but, like, I don't even let them go on the jungle gym at the park, like, I'm not freakish because I have to be, so yeah, yeah. but that's kind of what's going on with me.
0: Well, all that extra time has allowed you to do a bunch of um, quarantine half-past-two related videos. (laughs) Like, I think you just posted— No
2: (laughs)
1: kidding! Oh,
0: my gosh! And the funny thing is, I think there's stuff you told me you were planning to do that you still haven't done. So <laughs> um
1: yeah, that's what that's what's funny is like I um you know, a lot of bands I think as soon as as soon as COVID hit there was a period of denial. Sure. And and I think the period of denial turned into like for some bands it just got really comfortable not to do anything. But for me I got so antsy because half past you had so much planned this year, you know, I was like <gasps> Yeah <gasps> What? All of my plans have come undone and I'm such a planner. So, um, yeah, we kind of changed gears really quickly and just tr- we just tried to start coming out with like as much content as like we can imagine as like our imaginations would reach. And yeah, I'm still sitting on stuff. Like I have stuff done that like Right. Nice. You know. Yeah, it, it was really funny cuz we started this year thinking like we were in a bad, not a bad, but for us personally, we were like, we're in a bad place because we didn't really end the year 2019. Like we wanted. So what are we going to do in 2020? You know, and we joked that we were going to like assault the ska scene with news, with half past <laughs> music. And so far, I think we have, like, I think people are like half past two. Who are these people? It's like what? Back off.
0: But, I, I mean, I don't, of course, you know, obviously I'm a fan, so I, I'll just say I can't, <laughs> I can't get enough. So keep it coming. Um, but uh, Yeah, I
1: don't have to pick your brain for ideas because I'm starting to run out of them, to be honest. <laughs>
0: uh, I'll just keep telling you, uh, just keep covering Five Iron Frenzy and then you'll just make me happy. So <laughs> <laughs> um, Totally.
1: Yep, I'm down.
0: Um, but you do have something dropping this Friday. Um, do you want to tell us about that?
1: Yeah, that was actually part of like our grand plan for 2020. That was like our big plan for the beginning of this year was to release this EP that comes out this Friday, July 3rd. Um, it's called something blue and it was, it is just, it's completely different than (laughs) what we've been doing before because half past two has always sort of been categorized as a third wave band. Um, Because we, at the crash of the third wave, like, out popped half past two, sort of. So, um, maybe original third wavers wouldn't call us third wave. But, I mean, we kind of are third wave. So, we started thinking, you know, we wanted to just try something different. Why not? Let's try something more traditional. And we knew we could do it. And we could do it well. So, you know, Cameron had this really cool sort of like trad sounding song, which was See You Again, and um, we morphed We morphed that. We have always wanted to re-record Lion Eyes because there's just been some things here and there that bothered us about the first recording. Like, everybody was like, oh, it was fine. But, you know,
0: yeah. it, when
1: it's yours, you kind of, you have time to sit and think about it, and we just We wanted to re-record it and do it better. So we did that, and then we did I Will. I Will is um, a Beatles cover. We always do a cover. We like doing covers. And um, that's why we ended up calling it Something Blue, because in the end, it just ended up, like, honestly, it wasn't planned, but we thought it was funny that we had a new song, an old song, like a borrowed song, (laughs) but we didn't have anything blue like that you know, wedding saying went. So we just decided to call it something blue, like for fun.
3: That's clever. I like it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, nobody's going to get it, but it was just like, it's so hard to name albums with like nine people. So we were just like, there you go. There's an album name. (laughs) Um, But the other thing that was different about this EP was that we wanted to sort of give it a live, um, you know, feel. We wanted it to feel Uh, like a little more genuine and authentic as if you were like listening to us at a show so we were we tracked a lot of things together um and we recorded all the all three songs and all three videos because we did videos um of each one i mean they're like the same video essentially but we did all three songs and all three videos in one day it was oh wow It was crazy, yeah. And like I said, we tracked it live together, so that was the first time I think any of us had recorded all at the same, like, together, in the studio together. You know, not just, like, one person coming in one day and another, you know, person coming in another day. So it was kind of even, like, a bonding experience, I would say. But um, in the end, the product, we're so happy with. And I really think, like... So far, the other two releases, people have really responded to them and they like them. And I hope they don't feel fooled when we, at the end of this year we <laughs> come out with another like album or EP and it's like, you know, more ska punk, less, you know, something blue. But I think we're going to try and find like a medium, like a middle and like see if we can marry the two because that's what being in a band is about. And, you know, and ska music I think, I mean, I don't, it's really hard to update ska music, but I'm interested in seeing, like, where that could go and where Half Past 2 sort of fits into the that part of, you know, ska music history.
0: Um, yeah. yeah. I definitely think that, you know, one of the things that I do love about you guys is that all your albums don't follow, they're not all st- strictly ska punk you do have more of the traditional sounding uh ska as well and it for me it never seems disingenuous like it just seems to be just as much of who you are as ska punk is and from what i've seen is that it enables you to play with all different types of bands and you know what i mean like it it's it's allowed you to be flexible but it never feels like you're faking it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, um, because it just seems to be part of who you are. So these three songs, um, yeah, would probably, for me, would be, you know, they're exactly half past two, as much as So Cal Summer is, right? They're they're equal. Or, or I
1: like to think it's like a. It, uh... And I think uh Cooley Ranks said so this too, that on these tracks I finally get to like show off that I can I can sing because sure. normally <laughs> yeah. and I love this about my band. Normally I'm literally standing in front of three brass slash woodwind <laughs> instruments which are like blowing me out right. of the water, you know? So um so you have to sing to sort of match that, right? Loud and, and and try and be as just as loud and brassy as you can. So that was what was really fun about trying something different. And I just hope that people, you know, aren't like because I know with some of my favorite bands, I was always like they changed their sound, but <laughs> it was it's more of just you know we've been a band for like such a long time and like I said, we knew we could do it. We've done it live at shows all the time. We just didn't have any sort of anything out there for the public to consume so yeah i hope people respond to it like it all
0: right well let's check out the the last song off of something blue and it is half past two's cover of the beatles i will That's great. I do really love that song, and I love the trumpet solo in the middle of it. It's great. Very
1: great, he, you know, he's only been in the band for a year now, and this is actually the first band and ska band he has been in. I mean, if you don't count like marching band or you know stuff like that, and
0: and we don't. No, just
1: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a treasure. He's just a treasure. I mean, they all, everybody in the band is. Super talented, but no, I mean, it, I have always joked because I i am the one that was like a hard sell on a trumpet because, um,
2: yes, trumpet,
1: per- p- trumpet people's personalities are usually a certain way. Typically, I have found, and I was just like not ready for another trumpet in the band. <laughs> I know it's like a such a generalization, but if you played an instrument, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but George- <laughs> Forty is he. I don't know. I don't. He's just like a magical fairy person that plays the trumpet so well, and is just he's so nice.
0: Awesome. David's the
1: real problem. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just
0: kidding. Oh, we all already know David. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I. Um, yeah, I honestly, I, um, I really do love that version of the song, and you know, I can tell you that my mom who was a big beatles fan would absolutely love it and it's great and it's good you know what it's good that you chose a lesser known beatles song that way you're covering a classic band without covering you know you know a song like yesterday that has been covered like literally it's in the guinness book world records of the most covered song ever
1: <laughs> well i mean i sang that song in high school with my my all girls choir And I always thought it was so pretty because there was, like, so much in the arrangement we did. There was so much going on. And um, I don't know. I think Max, when we were doing covers, like, on YouTube, was like, I want to do a Beatles song. Like, I'm a fan, and I want to do a Beatles song. Yeah. And so that one automatically popped in my head because I was like, I know it
2: very well. (laughs) Yes.
1: I can sing it. I can sing the second alto part for you, too, if you want.
3: (laughs) Oh, I'm an expert. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know that one. It's so, yeah, I mean, it translated so well into full band. Like, it was so weird when we did it in, in uh, practice, when the horns were like, okay, we came up with our horn, horn line, do you guys want to hear it? And they started playing the song, and it, it did not sound like I will at all, but it was still so cool. Like, the horns in the beginning, what okay. they're doing. So, yeah, I think it's it's really cool. Like, all everybody has brought so much to the table with this new EP and it's so um, we all feel so exposed right because like I said we kind of like tracked things together so um, yeah so, so if
0: one of you messes up it's like everyone just looks at that one person yeah it's it can be yeah like, oh, <laughs> like,
2: we
1: jerk well have- I know the Beatles used to track and do all their stuff together too so I thought that was like yeah. kind of fun to, like, try and do it, you know, together. But, yeah, there's a, there's definitely issues with, you know, the way we did it this time. I don't know if we'll do it again like that, but um, yeah. it sounds good. So,
0: so I know uh, this uh, COVID thing is throwing off all your plans, but also creating new ones. But, if, if things change and you're comfortable and ready to go outside into the world, what might... The rest of 2020 hold for half past two and what does Uh, it hold even if it doesn't change and we're all stuck inside till december
1: yeah i i mean as far as going out and playing shows we have zero plans like i i won't make them like i won't i'm sorry i'm the one i'm there are other people in my band too that feel this as strongly as i do um But, like, there have been opportunities. There are shows popping up, you know. Sure. I just don't, I'm not comfortable. I don't think it's wise, like, for my family. And for other people's families, uh, that's just how I feel. So, I think shows, you're going to have to wait until maybe some sort of actual news that about, you know, there being either the numbers going down or there be some, you know. I don't know, something to do about it. Um, But, I mean, we've got offers to do some pretty cool stuff, like, next year. And and we're planning for that. You know, we don't want to... We're not shutting down a shop. It's just... (laughs) I think even the bigger ska bands are, you know, just trying to wait and see what's going to happen. We all want to play. We all want to go out and (laughs) do our thing. Like, this is not why I joined a band, to sit... (laughs) No offense to, like, virtual, you know, festivals, but I didn't join a band to play online. Like, I joined a band so that I could play for my friends. Play in a
0: smelly, stinky bar.
1: Yes, I want to be a bar (laughs) and smell like beer and, you know, that's been on the floor for, since the dawn of time. You know, I want to be around a bunch of people that I actually don't want to be around but I am around them like I I, I just want to be out and yeah. I think all of us do but what I'm just trying to say is like we're gonna take our time
2: yeah. because
1: I also think um, it's as a band if we have any platform at all it's our responsibility to make sure our friends family fans are safe and and even if they want to go out and do stuff. I don't want to give them an opportunity to do it right, right. now. So,
2: right.
1: but other than that, I mean, we're just gonna keep doing what we're doing. Any one of my things this year is just I've been saying yes, you know, just just to say yes more. If somebody wants us to do, you know, an online festival, of course I'm gonna do it because people are hungry for music. They All wanna right. they wanna hear stuff, you know, and and we're gonna keep making music videos and we're gonna we're doing our best to write right now. We're doing our best to meet up like safely with like, you know, the people that are feeling comfortable to meet up are meeting up, writing music. There's, we're still doing stuff. We're not stopping. And the other thing that's really cool about this whole COVID thing is like, we're doing stuff with other bands, but like all over the world, all over the country. And, you know, I didn't even entertain that thought because I just was like, that's too hard. You know, that's, that's, I don't have the time. Well, <laughs> I mean, I got plenty <laughs> of time now and I have the desire sure. and other people do too. Yeah. So you got to take advantage of what's going on yeah. if you can, you know, it's not the best situation, but I feel like a half past two has benefited um from this kind of crappy situation,
2: so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, one of the things that I know you do well for your band, uh, mostly because I know it's you doing it, uh, is your social media platform. I know it's, you know, some of the other guys take part occasionally and or when you're, you know, unavailable and stuff like that, and they help mm-hmm. out and obviously probably give ideas, but I know uh, you're the main sort of... Sender of information via your Instagram and social media.
1: It's my job. Just say it. No <laughs> it's your job.
0: <laughs> it's, it's like all you do is sing. Who nobody cares?
1: Really, nobody else really wants to do it, to be honest. In the end.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it's not always fun. <laughs> it is de- running and thinking about social media is not always fun. That is true. Very much so. Especially yeah. when you like social media is fun when it doesn't seem like a job. If you're just, like, occasionally posting a picture or, like, sharing a story that inspires you, that's great. But when you're doing it with the intent to try to, like... keep Like,
1: maintain a schedule, like, right. an actual, like, content schedule, yes. And
0: it's you're it's using, daunting. And you're using it as a way to, like, get people's attention and keep their attention. Yes. <laughs> and you're realizing what works and what doesn't. So... Um, I
1: think it's called being a slave to the algorithm.
0: <laughs> so um, because we've talked about that before, as I asked you to come up with some tips for bands and social media. So did you come up with anything?
1: Yeah, I mean, my tips are kind of like what I just said is terrible <laughs> about doing it. is just um, to have a plan to have like a schedule, you know, not just to do things willy nilly, um, which right now it seems like half past two is doing things willy nilly. And you know, we, we kind of are because everything got mixed up because of everything going on. But, um, yeah, so that's a, have a plan, but be flexible with the plan. Don't be too rigid, you know, and, um, I'm trying to think like specifically for, so- cause I was about to go off on some band stuff and I'm like,
2: that's <laughs> um,
1: for social media stuff. I think it's nice to just have one person doing it, but I mean, I could see how it could be beneficial to, you know, if, if you're going to divide and conquer, um, that could be a way to do it too, but be sure. consistent with your content. Like, yeah. If that's what if what you're if your goal with your social media is to get like followers, you know, then you just sort of need to be consistent with your content, because even if you're really good, you know, it's up to the platform that you're using to push your content out. I could have. You know, I think we have a little over 4,000 followers right now. Thank mm-hmm. you, every follower. Love you so much. Appreciate you every day. Um, but you know, not all four plus thousand of those people are going to see your post. You know, you're not yeah. going to get 4,000 likes on everything. So, you know, the way that the algorithm works is it just thrives on content and interactions. Yes. If you can get people to respond to you, you know, um, it's hard because, it, you know, the other thing for me personally is I don't want people to come off as I don't want people to be fake. You sure, know, like sure. it's hard because you want to seem genuine, you know, sure. um, but at the same time, if you're treating it like a business, then you got to play the game. Yeah. So it's, a fine, it's sort of a fine mix. And Um, Also, just know which social media platforms work um, for what you're trying to accomplish. You know, like Twitter doesn't really do much for us because we're not funny and we don't have (laughs) one-liners to throw out there. We're just like, hi, here's a cute video and, you know, um, listen to our music, maybe come to this show, you know, in the past. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Twitter Um, definitely feels like you're screaming into a void sometimes.
1: Yeah, so it's like and you got to you just got to kind of I try and think about what I do with my social media, you know, like when do I look at my phone? You should probably look in at your analytics and see like yeah. when your followers are logging in, you know, when are they the most active? We try and post really early in the morning because the first thing I do when I wake up is I reach for my phone and I like scroll on through. So I want to be up before you and I want to post that thing. So you see it, you know?
0: Yeah. And there's always a lot of thought that has to get put into posting. It's like, you even have to think about East coast and West coast time. If you're Mm -hmm. right. Well, that's
1: the other thing about that COVID did, right? Like we were so focused on like West coast, even more specific Southern California, because that was our audience all of a sudden, like, you know, we're doing, like, all these online festivals. We're putting all this content. We're getting new followers, like, all over the place. And you're right, Matt. I am definitely... I'll wake up in the morning and there'll be all these likes and comments and stuff that happened in the middle of the night. And it's because it's happening, right? you know, South America, Europe, Australia, all these places that <laughs> we literally <laughs> never thought anybody would be able to access or want to access Half Past Two music. So it's really cool.
0: And it's why I post stuff occasionally. Um Usually, when I, like, post that this, you know, a podcast is coming out, I post it at, like, 5, 5.30 in the morning, just so I know that East Coast people are getting up and moving around for their day at that time. Uh, yeah, and, and, or they can
1: on their lunch break, you know? Like, it's right. already, it's there waiting for them. Yeah, that's know.
0: generally my morning, early, well, late morning or early afternoon, and then maybe sometime. Do
1: early. you have any luck with that stuff, RJ? It's, like
0: uh no,
3: see here's like the thing when stuff hits for me i never know why it does or it doesn't like i will post a show on reddit every thursday for weeks and then all of a sudden one will get like top of the page 80 upvotes like i'm <laughs> averaging three by the week and then all of a sudden there's nothing different it's, it's, it's still like, scott, it? scott Punk. it's still modern i don't know what i do right uh <laughs> And it's the same with, like, uh, Instagram. I can never... Sometimes uh, people react well. Sometimes it gets nowhere. I, I really have no idea. And, yeah, I've been doing that show for 10 years, and I still don't know the best way to promote it. And then there's also the me problem. And the the RJ problem is I hate to be advertised to constantly. So I just like to say put it once on Facebook, once on Instagram, once on Twitter, once on Reddit, and that's it. That's four places. I and I know I should go into some of those ska groups on on Facebook and say, "Hey, there's a new episode." But I maybe do that twice a year. Just like <laughs> this is still a show that's going on. Because personally, hmm. if I saw something five different places on the same day within an hour, I'm like, nah, I'll, I'll pass.
1: <laughs> oh, I, RJ, I worry about that. Like, I, it's weird because doing even yeah. Okay, so today is Monday. I know. People aren't going to be able to hear this till Wednesday, but yesterday, Sunday, we released an, a mu- a new music video for an old song for our song Heather, and um, yeah, I went. I felt so weird, like I, because we just released something like probably the week before, two weeks ago, and I had gone into ska groups and posted it, and I just got so much anxiety thinking about posting Heather in these ska groups, and I'm like, what is wrong with me, like. <laughs> Who cares? But I'm like, I don't I feel weird. I don't want people to get upset
0: yeah.
1: or annoyed. The thing you
0: know? The thing about that is you just have to remind yourself that because of the algorithm, it's very unlikely that the same people will see it at every Some people will, obviously, your mutual contacts and friends. Some of those people will see it all, but the vast majority they won't. So Today, is...
1: we released Lost Again. <laughs> Kevin from Skepesh Mode sent me a text that said, How many places am I going to see this song?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't
1: go away. I was like, I'm, bro, I'm so sorry. Like,
0: <laughs> so the Kevins of the world, who <laughs> who are possibly your personal friend and like half past two pages. Yeah. The those... small
1: world is small, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I worry about that too. And plus one of the things that has, I mean, one of the things that I've taken away is realizing that, uh, what gets the most, um, at least likes or attention from people is usually just a straight up photo. Especially if you're talking about it on Instagram, like photos with words don't get as much attention. And, but a straight up photo of someone and... I feel you know, like photos
1: with words algorithm changed though with everything that's going on right now with like the advocacy um, that's sure. going on Instagram right now. Just sure. side note, as I'm saying, the algorithm changes based on what's going on. Right. So you kind of have to just go on feeling. Like you can't yeah. just sit there and read a book on the effing algorithm. You know what I mean? It's gotta, you gotta
3: into it. Play
1: with it. Yeah, you gotta just feel it out it's so hard it's so hard um but yeah i would say lots of the things that help bands the things that have helped us the most are yes photos videos anything that can you know people want to get to know you they want to feel like they do know you and um
0: and i think honestly you know of course so, engagement. Likes sort of count as engagements, but comments... We do.
1: Reactions count as engagements.
0: And comments sort of boost it a little bit more. Um, so, asking questions, even if it's just as, like, what are you listening to today? Like, it just, you know, if people will answer, then it's fine. And, and plus, this that gets you... also to- good for just
1: people, like, in general, by the way. Like, I know we're talking about bands getting likes and stuff, but in general... Yeah. If you're just like a fan, or like you list you, you know, you're in a band and you want to help out another band, yeah. Just start commenting on their stuff, you know, or liking their stuff, or subscribing to their things, or, you know, yeah. um, I know because those he... are also the interactions that are really important. Um, mm-hmm. Getting subscribers and and people sharing your stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. sharing in. Uh, social media is definitely caring (laughs) like it definitely helps sharing about the things you like and um... I know
1: that I always talk to you about street teams but like that's my dream is like I wish that there was like a group or something on Facebook or like like a street team like not even just specifically for half past two I mean it could just be a half past two street team but just a group of people that don't really mind you know that would spend you know, five minutes going through, like, repost something or like yep. your stuff or, you know, leave a review on something.
2: Because yep. all that
1: stuff is like, it means nothing really, like, to me, if I did it for somebody else, but for them, it will, it does so much,
0: sure. you know? Yeah. So, well, I after, always...
1: After I get off of this podcast, actually, I'm going to go on to my Facebook and I'm going to invite all my friends to, like, On the Upbeat.
0: Yay! Yay. <laughs> and uh, and uh, you listening right now? You'll know if that's true because you'll be able to see if she did it or not. Yeah,
2: you
1: be like, oh man. You're like, that's hold why on. I I'm got a-. that invite to on the feed, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, why didn't you already like them?
0: Yeah, what's wrong with you?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> why don't you already like us? Oh wait, you're not listening for me to chastise you for that. <laughs> 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 All right, um, so. This week, you also came up with our our uh, other topic. Um, uh, You, we were texting back and forth, and I think I asked you about the social media thing, and then you also suggested this week's discussion uh, group discussion question, which is, why does the ska scene have such a big gender gap in both fans and bands? And uh, I was like, wow. Another
1: a big one. I just did I like not it. want to talk about fourth wave one more time.
0: I don't think anyone does. <laughs>
3: I think we put the nail in that for on the upbeat. Well, the, the, my first episode, he let me just go off.
1: <laughs> I feel like it gets brought up like so, so much, you know? So I was just like, please don't make me talk about fourth wave. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But,
0: um. So. Since you suggested the topic, I'll let you answer because I kind of don't know if I have a direct answer as to. I mean, it's definitely something I I don't want to
1: answer. I pose the question. I mean, I have I have my own feelings of like why, obviously, because I have been the female singer of a ska band for about 14 years. So,
0: minus two uh, 12 years so I mean. what do you think that what has that sort of uh, what perspective has that brought on this subject for you
1: well I didn't write a song about it or anything
0: <laughs> <laughs> nope you didn't
1: no I didn't not called girl in a band nope
0: that song watch. does not exist it doesn't exist
1: um I I mean in rock music in general sure. right they're aren't a ton of women they're there I'm not saying they're not there but I think most of us see um masculine male playing rock type alternative music um in ska music I mean for one it's not that popular of a genre period sure. um if that's not sacrilegious to say on a Scott podcast.
0: <laughs> no, it's but... totally accurate. <laughs> not going to argue with you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so access, obviously. Um, but I don't know how, I don't know. The, I asked you because I don't know how right. female, um, I, you know, g- females, I'll say, I don't know what I'm saying is right. Um, I don't know how they get into music. I, it only came sure. up for me because we were talking about social media and I was looking at my analytics, as I always do, and our audience is, you know, it it goes back and forth between, like, 75 plus, you know, right. the percentage being men. And yeah. women so small. And then, you know, um, then there's another portion, too, now that will tell you, like, you know, undefined. So it's like, sure. I have a majority of males listening to my music. Like why, why is that? Or why can't I get the female population to listen to my music when I'm a female? You know, I, for me, I'm just like,
2: I just,
1: I feel like that's the perfect opportunity because I, I love to listen to girl singers, female singers, women singers, because I feel like that's the easiest thing for me to sing. I mean that's not true. I mean there's like men singers too, but you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Like, we
3: know you love David Bowie.
1: I do love <laughs> David Bowie so much. I do, but I don't know what I'm saying. I think that's why I asked the question. It's just like
0: I mean I could what, give what
1: you. The genres out there are like primarily, you know.
0: Well, because well, look, if you look at the spectrum of music in general, probably with the ex. I I mean I can't with the exception of pop like, straight-up pop music, it's predominantly male. Like, in hip-hop, it's... Yeah, pop,
3: definitely. Indie pop would probably be the next thing you would go to with, I think, more female representation, but still not on the level of pop and not at all equal to actual worldwide demographics.
0: You know, and uh, singer-songwriter stuff probably has a decent sort of straight-up mixture of females. Um, Country has more than like rock, you know, traditional rock does, but traditionally, especially with, you know, and ska would kind of I would argue would fall into the 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 subcategory of rock. It definitely it definitely falls under that umbrella. And I just think there's this is this is completely anecdotal uh to say this, but I just think guys in general typically have have this a more look at me attitude way of wanting to <laughs> gain attention um that i think that's the
3: guys that would start a podcast
0: exactly <laughs> exactly it's exactly it and i just think that's more the i i think that's part of it uh you know rock music being heavier and louder and uh, guys are more prone to fight and you see that and that's why you know, a thing like a pit is a thing, but in, but at the same time, like, I don't know, you know, obviously we, we could probably all point to different parts where we see sexist things happen in whether it's Scott or rock or, or anything, but I don't know if that's the reason that alone is the reason that females there aren't more females listening and participating in Scott because if you look at the shows, it's not like basically, I think you're probably arguably getting all the female fans that you could that exist within the, not obviously not every well, female.
1: That's why I think it's weird. is like when I go when we play a show, right. okay I I can say that the crowd is like maybe dominantly male. But I wouldn't say it's 75%. I think that there are, it could, it skews more to like an even thing live. But I live Hmm. in a certain place and the internet is wide, you know. So um, I, true there, lately, because of everything, like because of the COVID thing, everything shutting down and us being focused on online, I've been seeing a lot more females in ska so like yeah. ever since i asked you this question it sort of changed
2: sure. you know
1: like there was there was um we actually got asked to be a part of it in um i think it's i don't know where it's based out of but it's like more latin america type of thing but they have a thing called sweet girls of ska have you seen that
0: yes i have i think so okay yes.
1: so they they want us to like participate in their next thing but like Very I cool. watched, yeah i watched a little bit of it and it was it's all ska bands that either are all female fronted or maybe there's just one female in the band or whatever, you know, but it was just, it was more than I had ever seen. So it was like, (laughs) I was like, oh, it's not that they don't exist. It's just that my world is this big. Sure. You know, um, and so they they are out there and they're doing it and, you know, I mean, you have like Orasca band in Japan. They're all females, you know. Yeah. I I don't think that the music is unappealing. I sure. just feel like, you know, there's just there's just not as much representation. I, you nice. know, and you you have to have pe- girls that want to be in bands too, sure. in order for us to sort of see that representation too, and. Mm-hmm. When I think about the ska scene, I, you know, I don't see a lot of of us ladies making it, hmm. and that might not be because that's not because they're not good. It's just because it's not what you know what it's not what the man wants right now. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, so, I mean, it let me ask you this because I think about this question a lot. Does it if as you've even pointed out on one episode, like, I tend to lean, um, like, I have, I tend to like female fronted bands a lot.
3: Uh-huh. Um,
0: And do you, do you worry or does it ever, can it come across as like, a, that you're a novelty? Does it ever feel like? um that if we focus too much
1: we're a a ska band so yes we are.
0: (laughs) you feel like a novelty sure but i just mean like even more so to say like what would be i don't know because i worry too much and i would see okay let me explain how i would see this so like when um like it when i was working in a church or volunteering in a church, they would love to like once a year have the youth kids get up there and do the the worship songs. They'd be like, yay, the kids, they try so hard. And, yeah. and it's like this, like it's token, like this token. Good job. Does it ever come across that way? If, you know, if I look at it and go, I really like female fronted bands, or when I see a female, in a band, and I go, I want to pay attention to that band. Does it, does that, can that come across as just sort of like tokenness or?
1: I mean, no. To me, to some people, okay, I'm not going to discredit or discount other people's feelings. Sure. To me personally, I don't care when people, it's not that I don't care, I do care, but I care in the opposite way. When people put us on an all female, like an all ladies of ska, like playlist, or a show that is, like, Women of Scott or, like, just, you know, girl Ladies Night or whatever. I'm not offended by that. Because, you know what? Yeah. To be honest, like, yeah, maybe they don't have, like, all only dude shows. But a lot of the shows are like that anyway. Right. So if yeah. you're going to, like, <laughs> sit there and praise my femininity, like, for but a second. And that's just a way to grab people, like, on a flyer to get people maybe like you that are, like, music and I like female fronted bands like I'm gonna definitely go to this you (laughs) know I don't have a problem with that I really don't um I have a problem with um you know when when we're when of when I'm actually treated differently you know because I'm a I'm a girl singer, you know, like a long time ago when we had first started the band and we released, it's about time. And we were trying to like, you know, be young kids that thought we could be famous. We went to like a record label sort of meeting. And the guy was telling me like, that I needed to lose 10 pounds or this wasn't going to work. But I was like, I'm so small. I was like 10 pounds. Like, where am I going to lose that? You know? And I was just like, this is (laughs) so strange. Like, why aren't you talking to any of them? You know, there are like, there are eight people behind me, you know, like that sort of stuff makes me mad.
2: Sure. But,
1: um, and people will say that's just the business, but I think things are changing. People are changing.
2: Sure.
1: And, um, you know, I, a lot of the maybe things that I thought were holding us back won't hold us back now, but there'll, there'll be something new. I mean, that's just how it (laughs) is. Yeah.
0: You know, Uh, I mean, we, I've been sort of thinking about this particular, the gender thing a little bit, and as well as sort of just, you know, other spaces where it feels like having, um, you know, a group sort of highlighted that maybe feels like they might be left out of the scene and trying to find a way that doesn't make it token to just go, okay, you know, I'll be honest. Like I did, I felt weird trying to like in the last month or so to reach out and let's find a, a black person in a ska band and go here, tell us all how we should feel and think, like fill this position for us. It feels sort of disingenuous. I know a lot of people would understand why you'd want to do that, but I think it's better, you know, going forward to be aware of having those voices when it's not just a thing going on in culture, when it's not a trending topic. Have them there present. (laughs) So at least when you've built up relationships and they feel genuine, asking them, hey, we're going to talk about this. Do you feel like you want to talk? It feels genuine because you've made a past relationship with them and it's not just token person who now has to speak on this subject.
1: Right. Well, one of the other things too that just kind of even just popped into my conscious right now just talking about this and I I feel like I need to add this is that um we're only talking about this because of like these social media analytics like honestly this stuff doesn't matter I don't care who you are if you come to a show I don't care if you have like you know a third arm I, I don't I don't care I, I'm friend. I love being friends with sure. whoever shows up at a show. So I don't want anyone to hear this and think that like I don't want this person, this person. I only see like you know, I only want these types of people at shows. No, I just, I think it's funny because ska music is to me it has always been the most inclusive place. Like, like it it's always been since I was a kid. I yeah. loved ska music and going to shows not even just ska shows just live music and that sort of community and that feeling in general so um yeah I mean I'm we're on. I'm only focusing on this because my you know my social media analytics are telling me like oh this is what these are this is who's looking at what you're looking at more or less but honestly like Bottom line, it doesn't...
0: It, right, I would right. never... I don't think we're... <laughs>
1: I just want people to know that we're not talking about, like, gender and, like, trying to dissect gender. This is more just, like, why? Like, why yeah. are the... Why are they skewed this way, you know? Yeah. Um, because these are... This is the data. This
3: is yeah, the... It, it's one of those things that's always kind of weird to me. So my best friend uh, in ska music that I go to shows with is uh, a female. Uh, her name's Nicole, and she's great. She's good friends with my wife. I'm good friends with her husband. She was one of our bridesmaids. She's great. But if you ever see me at a show with another woman, that's that's my friend Nicole, and that's very often actually. <laughs> and she's always, like, she took me to go see No Doubt because I'd never seen No Doubt before. She's like, we're driving up north. <clears throat> you're seeing No Doubt with me. Like, and that's so for me. And, and even back in the day, in my small scene, we had a lot of like all female bands or. Females that were in bands that weren't necessarily fronting the bands. Right. And so for me, music has always been very tied into, like, very equal. And, but when you stop and think, you do see a much more male centric thing. And I, it's something I think we do need to, like, maybe look at a little bit, but at the same time, support who you want to support, go see who you want to see. Sure. And it's, it's, it's always a good time with Sky and hopefully. You know, I, I don't think we've really engendered a culture in ska, at least, that tells a girl no that she can't grow up and become uh, a saxophone player or a bass player or a singer in a ska band. And I think that might be one of the few things we're doing well. Right. Um, right. That other genres might not be doing as well.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I can I can one hundred percent agree with what you just said. I um, we get a lot of uh, horn players, especially. Um, that have come through the band, male or female, but you know, they've always said, like, this is my first experience being in a band, but this is great, you know, every, everybody's so nice, everybody's, <laughs> you know, this is fun. And I think that's, you know, I I know ska music gets the reputation for being really silly, but um, I think people just, they want to be silly. They want to feel like they can just be themselves, you know, <laughs> the band in band if that means standing in the back with your arms crossed, then that's fine too. You know,
3: I, I do know. that sometimes. Yeah, me, me I too. Funny that
1: you said that about your friend because people think the same thing about me and my bandmate Max. You know? <laughs> <laughs> They're always like, "Oh, is this your husband?" I'm like, "No, this." this well, we call him my band husband now.
0: So. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, you're both right in saying I don't see any particular voice. In uh, in ska, trying to keep out women, but I do think that if you know people like RJ and I, who sort of promote and push ska, if we just have a little thought of like, okay, you know, I may, you know, I haven't had you know a, uh, a female singer as a pick of the week in a while, so let me just do that. Like, if we just put a little thought into it. Um, Even if the things that we see in analytics aren't necessarily some, like, underhanded way to keep people out, we're at least trying our best to expand where we can expand. Well,
1: the the numbers are a robot, and we are human
2: beings.
0: Right. (laughs) We have a
1: heart. So, yeah, take take the social media portion of this podcast with a grain of salt.
0: Sure. You know, I, it,
1: like what I'm saying is, is it, the stuff does, it works, you know, doing sure. that stuff works. But like in the grand scheme of things, who cares, do good, be kind, just do good, be kind, you know, like, um, yeah, if you could be a little, not you, you yourself, but in general, right. if everybody could be a little more conscious about like, you know, oh, I really like this female fronted band and you know maybe you don't have to think of it as like we don't get a lot of representation just say like i'm going to i'm going to promote them a little bit more or something you know or like you said like if you know of a band right now especially that has um like black or person of color in the band i'm i'm all for it lgbt it's pride month you know um I know Scotty Network is doing a really good job trying to showcase off those types of people because, you know, in America, every month, every day is dedicated to something. Sure. (laughs) And, and, and if, in if that one thing or that thing helps you shine, then like, you know, let that be your moment to shine. So if, if you can, if you can help bands or anybody in that way, then yeah definitely do it
0: yeah
3: yeah i used to for a while when i was doing 23 minutes of sky always make sure okay i gotta get like a female singing band in here and I, it never got to be like oh no i'm picking a song i don't believe in just to have a female voice it was more so kind of creepy messages i would get from listeners <laughs> About some of the women in the bands that made me like, I'm not gonna make this a big deal. And one time I didn't have like a female lead singer on one show after doing that for a long time. And someone was like, Where's the female representation in this episode? And it was all bands that like I knew very well to be like, Well, the keyboard player in this band, the bass player in this band. <laughs> like, yeah, I,
1: uh... It's the only
3: time I've answered like, uh, an email I've gotten that I would never normally answer. I just like, <laughs> listen up bucko. Yeah. yeah
1: you know, stop trying to call me out on something when uh, you didn't do your homework. There's definitely still, that's the other thing too. Is like, I don't, I, I think that a lot of times women think that they need to be in a band and they need to be the singer and they need to be the front person. And I know that's hard t- to hear coming from me, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's not the only position in a band. You know, and I think that we need to respect those women a lot, too, in um, music, because they just don't they don't get the same appreciation or recognition, I think, as like a female lead singer um, or even like a female backup singer. You know, it's like I remember even recently we had a we had a, a friend fill in on bass for Mark and it was our friend Shy cheyenne and somebody was said something about how like they they'd never seen a girl that could play bass so well and i was like you need to get out more like
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah it's true. not that
1: cheyenne's not not e- extremely good but i was just like what like oh i've never seen a female that's been able to play a bass like that i'm like what do you listen to music I, you might have been able to get yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. maybe it's, you had no idea you know
0: it's
3: not um, uncommon yeah
1: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah those are the comments that I, that i would definitely be like okay you need to stand over here to the side I wrote
1: girl in a band like that those that's what i wrote it about it's just like the every day sort of the, every show interactions you have. And it's not just guys. Girls do too. Sure. But it's mostly guys because, well, what were we just saying? Shows are mostly guys. And, yeah. um, you know, at shows drinking goes on and guys can get kind of weird. And it,
2: just, it <laughs>
0: sucks, it,
1: it sucks <laughs> to say it because I still love going to shows. Sure. Maybe that's another reason why a lot of girls don't go to shows is because it's really, it, you know... I'm not saying be afraid, but, um, you know, it's hard to go yeah. places by yourself um, mm-hmm. yeah. and feel comfortable. I think Scott, uh, Scott Show is a perfect place to go, even by, if you're alone by yourself, because um, I've never felt unwelcome or scared anything like that. But, um, yeah, I, yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's, like, I think, you know, it's one thing to go eat by yourself or go to the movies by yourself, but to go to, like, a show or...
3: You know? Yeah, <laughs> I go alone to shows a lot of times.
2: <laughs>
1: I do too. I'm just saying, I don't think, um, I don't think people normally do stuff like that alone. Yeah, no. And I don't see a lot of, you know, well, maybe I do. I'm trying to think of like just the people we know. That's a lie. There's a lot of girls that come to well, that- a lot female- to our shows women that come to our shows yeah but... i'm just
3: gonna give a little tip if you go to a show alone especially a ska show you'll eventually start talking to the bands and you can be friends with the bands because <laughs> that's how i got to know max and tara from half past too. Yeah.
1: yeah well we just love to talk obviously <laughs> um, I,
3: I became friends with...
1: somebody came up to us and like engaged
3: i think max engaged me because i was like having a bad night and i think it's like the third time i saw you guys in hollywood and i was just like sitting at the viper room no i was standing drinking a whiskey just to get over my nerves he's like hey buddy how you doing
0: (laughs) (laughs) i became friends with tara because i wrote her an email telling her i'd never listen to her band again (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, Matt! I don't know. I don't know if you've ever heard this story, RJ. But no, Matt, a long time heck? ago, <laughs> he he wrote some hate mail to me, and he had his reasons. I did not blame him, but he doesn't even remember that That's true. I professional
0: right? troll, Matt Best. But I don't. Well, <laughs> he wrote
1: like a nasty message. He didn't even believe me. I had to show it to him. He wrote me. <laughs> he wrote me a new message, and then um and then he asked us to be on his podcast and I was like the whole time of the podcast I just kept thinking man this guy he he's such a forgiver he forgave me and here I am like and so afterward I told him I said hey thank you so much for Getting over all that, and it's so cool that you could do that. And that was like, "I don't know what you're talking about."
0: <laughs> not a clue.
3: <laughs> well, I have now, since I have since lay this on the table because I don't know the situation. None of our listeners, what happened? Okay.
1: Well, it was okay. So half past two, um, there was a stint I'll say where like I was not, I wasn't in the band. A couple of us like left or were kicked out uh, for a little while. <laughs> And, um, so for about two years, you know, there wasn't a different singer, Lindsay Smith. And, um, when that happened or when, when Max and I came back into the band in 2014, there was some like dispute over, um, you know, whether the band was doing anything or was not doing anything. And, um, basically people started taking sides, you know, Uh, like, like, who there was like team Lindsay, team Tara, even though like we didn't know each other, you know? Right. And I think, and Matt was friends with Lindsay at the time, so he was team Lindsay. I didn't, like I said, I did not blame him, but he did send a message saying, like, this is Lindsay's band, and da da da. I was like sweating when I read it. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know this person. <laughs> they just like, they don't like me so much.
0: I mean, to be so, fair, I believe the email was directed at the band at large, not necessarily you personally. <laughs> right, but,
1: you know, when when you're the only person looking at social media, sure. it's hard not to take you personally. Like, okay.
0: So, so yes, oh, that's gosh. exactly, apparently I got, uh, somewhere in 2014, got mad that um, Lindsay did not get the exit she thought
2: she deserved, she deserved. She it was and, just-
0: and here's the thing there's a bunch of the, the story that we're not telling between like how lines of communication between past and like current members and stuff like it because- was
1: all the biggest weirdest misunderstanding yes. on the planet so to be honest, so
0: everyone's at peace now everyone's like okay uh, yeah
1: david's back david's in my band like you're in the band he's not Yeah, Yeah. everything's all good. It's just one of those things where it was funny because years later, I still had this like lingering in the back of my head. It had made such (laughs) a huge impact on me, you know, that when like I heard the name Matt Vest, I was like, because Matt and I weren't friends after that for years. I just heard the name Matt Vest and it was like, that's that guy. That's that guy.
0: So you (laughs) got to understand, I apparently wrote this message in 2014 sometime and then they came on my old podcast. Uh, called Matt Fest versus his friends. Like three years later, three and a half years yeah, later. I you, was, so yeah. I literally forgot about the entire. You I wouldn't made say, an impression, dude. <laughs> apparently, and now
1: dude, I, I take those sorts of things like, like I said, I got anxiety earlier trying to post something in the squad group. Like he hit me, man. He got me hard. He was like, it was just one of those things where I'm like, oh man, am I? And when I am I doing this right? Is some like, should I stop? You know, that's what I'm saying. It was like, when <laughs> it did affect me so bad, but you know what? It was, it's funny now because Matt and I are such good friends and we can laugh about it. And I just, the moral of the story is that people change, you know, it doesn't.
0: Actually, the it, moral of this story should be, even if you think, you know, what's going on behind the scenes of any band, don't be a dick. <laughs> that's the moral of that's it's the moral that i
1: and forget forget and forget yes just forget
2: yeah just
0: forget <laughs> all right i think we have uh reached the sufficiently end sufficiently stamped matt enough yeah um, yeah trust me
1: it's all right
0: no i like i it's i wouldn't have brought it up if i was somehow uncomfortable with it um i think i think it's a great story of someone being stupid, and then someone forgiving them. So that's... <laughs> um, all right. You forgive me every week, Matt, so we already know that story.
2: Aww. Um,
0: well, you haven't good. written me a message saying you're going to burn all my music. So. <laughs> I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> and, I, and I don't have music for you to burn, so that's... Ah. not a match, that, okay? That's
2: the reason
1: I'm not burning it.
0: Alright, so we've come to uh, another end of another great episode of On the Upbeat, but before we head out, as always, we do Ska Picks of the Week. Tara, why don't you tell us about your pick?
1: I picked Yellow House by the Readjusters. They are a new ska band here in Orange County, and I picked it because it just came out. They also have um, an EP called Rebound, but this is not on Rebound, and Um, I just like the structure of the song. I like the way Jack writes um, his horn parts, and I know that's so nerdy and geeky to say,
0: but that's why I picked it. (laughs) Awesome. Here it is. is a great song by the Readjusters called Yellow House. I really like them. That was one of the
3: last shows I saw before uh, the lockdown. Actually, it was uh, Readjusters, Bar MU, and Madeline out of Texas. And it was a great show in a dirty, dirty, filthy bar in downtown LA.
1: (laughs) Oh, I was going to say, was it at Surf Dogs? No, because I think they did a similar show at Surf Dogs. I think
3: that was part of the tour. Yeah. Yeah i was about to
1: say i'm like sometimes isn't that bad but okay yeah five star bar oh my gosh five star bar
3: yeah
0: (laughs) all right rj what's your pick
3: uh my pick is uh off the very first scott album i ever owned uh it is a scott song that i still think is relevant and i really wish it wasn't it is called freedom it is by the toasters it is off their album dub 56
1: i glad you picked
3: them. I love the toasters so much. That was Dub 56, my first Scott album I ever owned. It's nostalgia, and just it's how I got started in the whole thing. And all these years later, it still speaks to me, and it's still relevant. Bucket is a genius, and that's back when Cooley was still with the band, and just perfect.
0: Awesome. So, okay, so here's the thing. For my pick of the week, I actually it had... It better be a Ska song this week. It,
1: <laughs> it is. I it had to be a Ska song.
0: What? Well, last week, it's I picked... to be. Someone broke the rules. <laughs> last week, I, I picked a not-so-Ska song from a Ska band. And so, uh, that's what RJ's referring to.
2: Um, you never hear the end of it.
0: <laughs> so, I actually had this elaborate plan uh, to explain to you. That, so, th- the song I picked... Um, this week, is actually a cover song. And I was going to explain to you the, the history of this song because it actually has quite an interesting one, but we're kind of short on time. So <laughs> I'm just going to say this. Um, the song I'm going to play is called I Will Follow Him. Now, most people will recognize it as a cover um, from a song from the early 60s, that's sort of like a doo-wop-y... I love uh, that song. Yes. So, but the song actually had different forms, and it was actually written as a classical piece uh, back in 61 uh, from a composer in France. So it actually went through some different changes. Uh, some versions with lyrics, some without, and the lyrics are different. Even, you know, there's a French version... That has nothing to do with the American version that most people are familiar with. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, in fact, one of the versions is actually called Chariot. And it has it's not the same song. But you can recognize the music. So I was going to play you all those different versions. But since we're short on time this week. But you can go check all that out. Just research the, the history of uh, I Will Follow Him. But the band I picked uh, for this week is a band called... Hey Smith, They are a ska punk band out of Japan. And they are just they're like ska punk from the nineties filled with extreme sports and mountain dew. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> yes. thing I can describe. I know
1: who you're talking about. I love the, I love their like brand. I love it.
0: Yes, it's it's super awesome. So here is Haysmith with their version of I Will Follow Him. That's, they have so much energy. I, I've seen really? that. So, fun. Guess
1: so, wow.
0: I have seen some videos of their live footage, and I'm just like, how are they not dead at the end of the show? Like, I don't <laughs> understand. They're playing so fast. Yes, they, um, they have a bunch of different releases, but the main one to focus on is they, uh, they basically just put on an album from Asian Man Records. I do think it's sort of a, a compilation of some of their other stuff that they just sort of put together on an album. Uh, They're
1: huge. I just looked at their Instagram. I'm like, dang. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, so they, I mean, I mean, I look at their videos, especially, uh, the one for California, I believe it is like, honestly, I, 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 I want to see someone try to argue against me to say that my description of ska punk with extreme sports, Mountain Dew, Uh, is not the most accurate version of that band. But, yeah, I think they're great, and um, everyone should check them out. All right, well, we have come to the end of another episode of On the Upbeat. Thanks for listening, and as always... Until next week, keep listening to Ska. Thanks for listening to On the Upbeat. The On The Upbeat theme song is written and performed by Millington. Be sure to follow them on Instagram at MillingtonTheBand. You can also follow us on Instagram at OnTheUpbeatSka. You can also find us on Facebook. Be sure to check out our Spotify playlist, Ska Favorites. It features all the songs heard on the show. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening and supporting On The Upbeat.